0: do you know his look yeah his look gives like quintessential east african flak boy (laughs) like he just looks like trouble people this is the two african girls review podcast where we review black and brown film tv and more we are back with another review country queen yay <laughs> we were so excited about the show we've been excited for some time and then when it got released our plan was we're gonna watch one episode and then go and review right after <sighs> that only worked it worked in theory but let me tell you when yeah. we started watching we couldn't stop yeah so we just ended up watching everything all in one city oh like after watching episode one we had to go to sleep i was buzzing i had so many thoughts things that i wanted to share we've decided that in order to do this show justice because if i'm being correct it's the first kenyan netflix show it is we are going to be doing a single episode for every episode so episode one like today we're just discussing episode one yeah of the show that is true yeah first of all let me tell you guys this show touches on so many heavy heavy topics yeah and i think it's going to be worth a listen and it's worth a watch. We're assuming that if you're listening to this, you watched it. Yeah, you probably if watched you it If you did not, you probably should... You go watch, because then what we're talking about will make sense to yeah, you. Yeah, maybe hold off on listening to the podcast, go watch the show, and then come back and listen. It touches on so many topics. We sh- uh, i think are very important for us to talk about as africans you know some yeah. of these things we sweep them under the rug and we never discuss them yeah. so i feel like it's an important conversation starter it is okay so we're going to get into it episode one for country queen is directed by carla bowler and vincent mbaya the writers are wanjeri gakuru ian Kavinji, lydia matata just like we do... Okay, this is our second episode, so let me know. <laughs> just like <laughs> all We want to start with what we loved the most about the show. This is hard. There's a lot of things that we love about this show. I don't think w- our format is going to work. This only worked on Glamour Girls because there's a lot of things we hate. <laughs> <laughs> we probably have to switch up. We're just going to get into it. Everything that we love. Oh, God help us. If we start rumbling, guys... Um, Just know that we really enjoyed the show. We really did. And it's and so this hard. this is just episode one. So Imagine. Yeah. To organize our thoughts it's a difficult thing i will just say that start okay so let me begin with the first thing that really caught my attention was the opening shot itself because it was the it was a shot of the landscape yeah which was really nice and you know it it almost looks like we're from uganda so it almost looks like uganda (laughs) and also um the part where there were showing the township is it a township yeah like the, the town yeah the town the children jumping the rope that golden light that was so beautiful i think guys um, we're probably going to be a bit biased so you know what country girls we grew, like we yeah, grew up in the country that is true. so a lot of the shots and the activities you know that late afternoon lull um where people have come back from work and Before field, the and you're playing outside kids are back from school mm-hmm. yeah that oh gosh that nostalgia i can relate we can identify with that so the like, golden sunlight Yeah, they really captured that well some shots really look like uganda i was like what yeah that is so true like the animals <laughs> the cows <laughs> coming back from grazing <laughs> yes yes it did so yeah it what? was uh, beautiful shot you know the dops yeah they they love some backlighting yeah and they really, really, really so were well. in their bag yeah i love the shots anyway so yeah we'll move on yes yeah, so what else the music the music the opening great music, choices um the title sequence music it's that's a beautiful title sequence i have to say it is yeah and i feel like um throughout the whole show obviously we're talking about episode one there's a sense of calmness mm-hmm. i think it was intentional for them to do that because this is um they got the ambience of country life down. Yes, yes. That That's, true. I felt, that was true to how it is. Yeah, and the there's music reflected that. Pretty much. The th- pictures reflected mm-hmm. that. Because it's, it's... People's movements. Like, there's like, there's there's no rush, like, no mm-hmm. city rush. It was mm-hmm. very true to the character. Yeah, you could tell, of those, um, you could kind tell of the difference between a person living in the city mm-hmm. and a person living in the rural area. You can tell, like, there's a sense of you know, time is irrelevant, and, and well, I think they did that great well. Like the acting, I feel like the, the lead actress she did a good job. Keep like that, she did a good job in portraying that. You could say she's a city girl. Like when the mom is like, "Where are you going?" She, she there was a, like sense, a of sense of, sense of urgency. Yeah, she, yeah. and everybody's goes, just like, "What? <laughs> Where are you rushing?" And, and then when she goes back to her home, which is in the village, it's like the people around are just they're chilling yeah it's like there's no sense of urgency actually so they did that and it, i feel like the music reflected yeah. that. the direction and acting was mm-hmm. they, they did a good job on that so then we meet everyone yeah who's important to the story we meet akisa's father and also that actor did a really good job in portraying like you know an older wiser by experience yeah like african muse, like african older man mm-hmm. you could see there's a part where he asks have i, I been a good, good father? father you Yay, can he oh my bad. gosh the nostalgia the melancholy in his eyes oh that was so well done oh i felt it that was beautiful he's a good actor because you you do see that actually yeah you do people who are older and people who are you know like they've seen it all mm-hmm. and they're like yeah i've seen it all <laughs> i've done something yeah Did I do what was right? Yeah. And that's when he was in his daughter's room. Yeah. Who we learn is Akisa. That is true. That's Akisa. Okay, anyway, I think we should go in a bit of order. Just, you know. Okay. um, Yeah, guys, again, like we said, we'll be rumbling a lot. We're buzzing. (laughs) Anyway, so at the beginning, yeah, we've met the older man, right? Mm -hmm. And then we see him collapse in in the veranda or in his backyard among chickens Chickens, that appear to have been poisoned we don't know like if it's poison or if it's sickness but we know the chickens are dead and he, and it's not normal and it's not chickens can't just die all at once like that he's alerted by, by the kids who who see are this. playing around yeah. yeah we see that i feel like maybe he's you know sometimes like when you grow the chicken they're kind of like your livelihood especially if you're like retired you're attached to them and you live in the country and then they all die i think he collapsed out of shock we're, that's the part we're not really at this point do you think it was out of shock oh or it's his it? sickness that's the thing maybe he was shocked and then his sickness, the shock exacerbated his sickness. Oh, the sickness. Except, what came first? The chicken or the egg. Well, the chickens are dead. So. <laughs> We meet Akisa in the city. She receives a package from somebody. Yes. Oh and my And the person God. is called. So the person who delivers the package is called Waters. Yeah, Waters. And you know what? The, I, the impression I got from that is yeah. this person. She has. She knows him on her first name. Yeah, basis. that's why he was smiling when he handed her the box. Like that yeah. means he knows what's up. Yeah. <laughs> so he be delivering stuff. He knows stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we see. Um, I think a coworker. No, Akisa seems to be working in an event management company. Actually, it, it has there on the computer. Akisa events. Ah. Yeah. So it's her event company then yeah and she's talking about how she doesn't want to do baby showers anymore um guys baby showers have become such a big deal these days yeah you spend a lot, people spend a lot of money yeah, even in like in Uganda it's a big deal You're, like are you even having a baby if <laughs> you didn't have a shower things that we never used to do before <laughs> times change anyway and um, she said she doesn't want to do them anymore I think she, she wanted more big ticket events yeah them bringing more money yeah. yeah we see her co-worker saying you have a mystery man so that's when you learn oh it's a man Oh, man. Hmm. Anyway. We already, get, I already smell trouble. We, eh. We'll get to that <laughs> part. Yeah. And then what happens next? Yeah. Then we go to the event and that's where we meet the person who gave her or who sent her that boxed item, which we find out is a dress. Right. So this guy, and this guy guys, listen, <laughs> this guy sends <laughs> this girl. So he sends a kisser, a dress. A, it's a golden dress. Yeah, it is. And then we we'll later find out that his wife is also wearing a golden dress. And we we'll find out he has a wife, first of all right that part two and then they're making out in like the event where the wife is supposed to be in some hidden area and he's like i'm just and then she's like what if they see us And it's just like i'll pay them off do you know his look yeah his look gives like quintessential east african flak boy <laughs> like he just looks like trouble mm-hmm. people to avoid they're you know, like true. i don't know if you guys hear these stories so you, you kind of have these stories that he looks like the people who have this day he like, said you're my girlfriend and then, and then the, the next, next weekend, Sunday you see him getting married <laughs> And you're like, wait, wait a minute, on Facebook. Oh my God! Because that's where the the stuff, and then of course WhatsApp forwarding of pictures. I oh my know. God! Like that's how he looks. I just the moment I saw him, I was like, yeah, this guy is not. He has that look. Yeah, he has that look. Chatted account like chatted accountant. He's a banker. <laughs> usually like in that career. Mm-hmm. And then that's before he even knew he was married, and I could already see. So you know what casting was on point. He does look like what he, he fits the description. He does and then but this guy he's not smooth he bought them that's the thing though that's more, the thing. and then re- his excuse i didn't realize she was gonna wear that dress today no shit man He <laughs> like no. try harder man because it you know what yeah. i feel like after that akisa felt embarrassed she did who like, would not <laughs> which is funny because at first when max is on stage he's talking about yes my wife somebody who I've, i don't know anybody who's more hard working than her i'm like wait who is he talking about and then and then that's when we learn that like, that's his wife and then yeah. he's like my wife and Akisal is just beaming smiling i'm like oh okay so they have an arrangement and she's okay with it it seems yeah because she knows he's married to this powerful woman so later on we find out the woman is the ceo yeah. of ecoro mm-hmm. which is the gold mining company yeah they mind stuff yeah and um she is the CEO and she's married to this guy but then this guy has Akisa as his side they have some sort of arrangement yeah so the fact that Akisa was not even fazed by it means even her she, you know his wife does not seem fazed by it when they were like by the pool mm-hmm. and she was saying you bought us the same dress are you you remember that part the dress uh-huh, here, uh-huh. that she let her, like she yeah, later burned she burnt the dress so that's true she seems like it's like she knows it's like common knowledge. yeah and they're like in agreement Anyway. Which is interesting. Interesting. Yeah, very And in that part stuff. by the pool, she does mention that I polished you up mm-hmm. to be like what you are. Like so, basically, I made you. So yeah, we're seeing the dynamics there. Yeah. Somebody is somebody's bitch. I'm not gonna say bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I've already said it. This. this the power play. Mm-hmm. 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 We also see the part where they're involved in some kind of gold um laundering. Yeah, smuggling or laundering. They're like. S- no, we don't know if it's laundering yet. Remember? I mean, okay. We learned that it's laundering because the reporter, the reporter uh-huh, then okay. says, because the reporter looks at the figures and realizes that Ikorok says these are the numbers for the amount of gold they get from mm-hmm. their mining activities in Kenya. Mm-hmm. And when they check... The papers for uh, how much they produce at the mining site it does not match up yeah it doesn't. so then they realize like something fishy is going on they're getting gold from somewhere and claiming that it is from kenya so um the congo part first of all yeah we all know this i mean we've been new yeah everybody knows the gold actually comes from congo majority of it anyway um but the part i wanted to talk about is the part where they i didn't know kenya had gold did you know that <laughs> we don't know a lot of things the part i wanted to talk about was how they nailed the congolese men uh-huh. everybody if you're east african you know uh-huh. that congolese men can dress they, yeah they like one thing congolese men will do is dress, dress up. generally congolese people but they like will dress. the men because <laughs> the, it's so funny like they'll be wearing like um silk shirts like super colorful pants but Mm. somehow it works so i feel like they they portrayed that in the characters the people who were bringing the fake i mean the gold yeah they later found out it was fake yeah but like when they were bringing it they were all like dressed up in like these colorful clothes and jewelry i think they did a really good job they nailed that Mm -hmm, that's true then we realized you know at the the event that akisa's events company puts on for eco rock we see somebody comes from the audience Mm -hmm. and throws I don't know the person throw shit or dirt it was something wet yeah like wet mud or wet poop <laughs> whichever <laughs> and they threw it on vivian vivian who is mrs Sibala, Sibala. who is the head of eco rock mm-hmm. she was very and the person was kept on saying your land thieves. yeah and your thieves. yeah we later learned that this we company but you know what it's not even it's not even far-fetched, far-fetched because where there is a mineral mining facility. Chances are, people are going to be displaced. So, uh, where there's any whatever land, is they will oppress taken. Yeah. those people. And we know this firsthand. So, firsthand? I mean, we know people, like we know relatives and people. No, you probably, probably know it firsthand. You come from a place where they do that. Yeah, I come from. A, we come from a place where they do that. Yeah. So, like, it's it's really bad. Yeah, it is devastating. And then, yo, do you know what? When we're watching, you can see the hierarchy. You can see that this person reports to this person. Who reports to Mrs. Sibala? Who then reports to... there was a white man. There has to be a white man. I top. knew it. At the top. Yep. And they it's be selling you those gold-plated Swiss watches. We know why. We know where they're coming from. We know where they're getting from. You know what? Oh, God. I hope they don't cancel this show because when it gets too deep, Netflix dips. Yeah, because they realize everybody and their mama are involved. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even funny. And they don't like to upset people. Yeah. Because then it becomes too political. They better get into it because this is a real it's real it happens the swiss person at the top in the hierarchy that was really not so far-fetched yeah that's true and you remember when they were asking her this thing um at the table like they asked mrs sibala mm-hmm. hey um what do you what advice do you give to young women interpre- entrepreneurs and she was like well make for yourself a seat at the table not her girl bossy but that's the thing <laughs> see guys i don't know i have a problem with this okay um I feel like this is even a conversation for another day because yeah it it is it's very loaded because you see these people and i'm not even demonizing them (laughs) maybe i am but like you see these people yeah (laughs) like they've achieved all this success and what society deems as success Mm -hmm. you know the cars the money the independent the financial um independence and all of these things And then they make those people without... I feel like without fully understanding how they got where they got, Mm -hmm. they put... We put these people on a pedestal and we make them role models. Mm So everyone must aspire to be like this person mm-hmm. you don't know that vivian is is messing people's lives up yeah. to be like where she is she's yeah. literally stepping on people dead ones too so i feel like this is the part that we, sh- we miss the most even your favorite motivational speakers. yeah like i'm at a point where i understand that you know to get somewhere you have to sacrifice something that's just the way the system is set up but i think we have to be honest with ourselves mm-hmm. and say i got here because of this and this and this it's up yeah. to you whether you want to make me your role model or not give the information so that the person can then make their own informed decision instead of like having these people as a role models without really fully understanding the dynamics behind their success anyway those are my two shillings <laughs> <laughs> so then we see remember when the father collapsed in the field Yeah. he's found by two women mm-hmm. um one we figure that that's that's his wife and the auntie and then it's odd because it's the aunt Salome who calls who calls Akisa, Akisa like hey your dad is sick but Akisa looks like she's so not interested. Yeah. She, you can see, like, she's like, okay, whatever. I don't Like, yeah, he's sick, okay. And so. But then she keeps having, like, these flashbacks. Mm-hmm. You can see that she. I don't know. This is when we start to see that she, she has a history of some of trauma. So, in the flashbacks, they show. This, there's times when she zones out. But that's true, that's true. And they show this young girl mm-hmm. and her dad. So, we later find out that's the dad. Yeah. Her dad taking a child from a young woman. I feel like that has to do with the trauma that she's facing yeah because she doesn't sleep well she's sometimes like she's i don't know does it come when she's really like super happy or things are looking well because when she was turning around there was a a really beautiful shot of her at the event before it started the event she put on for eco rock and then she's turning around you can see like she's content but then it's like something hits her and then she zones out and then starts to see her dad Mm -hmm. i feel like she has a lot of trauma from whatever events happened that is which is so sad anyway and then max doesn't get what he wants because like when she's after the event kind of gets messed up by the member of public who throws shit mm-hmm. at mrs Sibala. Mm-hmm. mrs Sibala is pissed that my event got messed up mm-hmm. she then gets pissed at max mm-hmm. so max doesn't get lucky so he goes to his backup plan akisa. akisa i don't know akisa seems okay with it. no but i don't think she was okay in that scene she said i'm tired of being your backup person like she wants better, better yeah for herself yeah and then Akisa reminds him, you're a husband. And then Max is like, that's hurtful. I'm like, please, this clown. <laughs> and then Max said, give us a chance. Oh, no, give me a chance to fight to for, fight for her. You. And then, oh my God, Akisa, you better not agree. But yeah. you know it's a good thing? It's like, she did not agree. Because the next morning, she's on a drive back home. Yeah, to see her parents. Her, yeah, her father who was sick because the auntie called. And on the call, he's like... <laughs> He's like telling her, "I love you," and she's like, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> <laughs> but wait, before we even go there, it's just over. Here. I was I was confused by you know like how they introduced Vivian Sibala yeah as Mrs. Sibala. So in oh, my yeah. mind, I thought Max was the Sibala. You get yeah. But it seems Max is not a Sibala, so I'm wondering how what what you why your why is Max's name Sibala too? Because they called him Mister Sibala. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a Maybe bit. his name coincidentally happens to be Sibala as well. She likes Sibala. <laughs> <laughs> I don't this is how it works. It's just so odd the, the relationship, the, the dynamic between the two of them, mm-hmm. where she is married to him, mm-hmm. but he's like her henchman, but mm-hmm. then he's also called Mr. Sibala. We don't like to use the word henchman. Are we sure we know the definition for henchman? Okay, let's find the definition <laughs> of henchman. Henchman, a faithful follower or political supporter especially one prepared to engage in crime or violence by way of service okay yeah correct. he is a henchman yeah yep. where do we go to you know we cut to silanga <laughs> we go to silanga yeah, yeah, again yeah, yeah. and then that's where we meet chalo yeah chalo is putting up posts like in the night in the night and then in the morning we we'll, we see the posts they're saying like get off our land mm-hmm. basically we see like he's into some sort of activism yeah that's true and we also find out that the activism what is Protesting against is the company of called Eco Rock of Sibala. Yeah, that's Vivian's company. Yeah, the event that Akisa was arranging. Yeah. So it seems it's a big company, and you know they're wreaking havoc in this village. And it looks like they're exploratory mining. They they're not sure. Yeah, yeah they're just yeah. they're looking for stuff. Yeah. And then um Chalo is protesting against them. Oh my God, that's when we see the kids. Do you know that's when we see the yeah, kids? Yeah, that's when we see the kids working in the mines. and It's like open pit mining. Yeah. Oh, gosh. it's The conditions do not look good. They There's like this guy, he's like an overseer. He just keeps ordering people around. Yeah. It gives very and much like, slavery. Yeah, it's like the mine is, you know, like they've overmined it. The place is dry. Yeah, the place is really very dry. dusty. The children are dusty and hungry too. And yeah. And there's broad sunlight. Oh, in like, you know, mid-afternoon sun. Yeah. Oh, mid-afternoon sun burns. In Uganda, it burns. And then. Because I don't be trying to go out at that time. And then we also see that Charlo has a girlfriend. Oh, yeah. We see like, he has like this cute homestead up. In the hills, overlooking it's, the body it's really nice yeah. up there. And we see what do we see? We see that he has a nice body. Because <laughs> I'm like, but how is this man showering? I think mean, he was washing his face. He woke up. Okay, he was washing his face. Maybe that's how he washes his. But listen, that's not the point. The point is <laughs> I <guess> he bathes. <laughs> you have to put that in oh God! No, look. I'm not an agenda anti-white people, but stop saying that. That's how we got to that's, Oh shoot! We, that yeah, let's we go we that. We love white people. Oh my. god <laughs> Anyway, so, um, and then we see a girl. Yeah, she Hi. arrives on a boda boda. Yeah. And That's s- like a picky a picky. Okay. What is English for? A motorbike. Who am I explaining for? Everybody knows what a boda boda is. Wait, there's this people who are non East Africans who don't oh, know what boda boda is. Okay, so boda boda. Is, which is like. Okada is like. Oh, no, a tuk tuk. Okay. It's not a tuk tuk. It's, it's, it's literally a motorbike. It's just a bike. Yeah. That people sit on it's public like transport. Public transport, yeah. So he arrives on a boda boda. She arrives and. It's like she's rushing to work. Yeah, and she has this really nice hair. She has really nice natural hair. (laughs) But that's the thing. Like... The hairstyles yeah this is one episode and the diversity of the hair hairstyles. because uh we missed the part of the journalist the hairstyles are nice yeah because <laughs> so we see far. the journalist who's looking at the figures of ecorock's minds mm-hmm. with uh what they uh, have at productions mm-hmm. Um, he he also has a really nice hairstyle yeah and then his supervisor too yeah like supervising editor she has really nice hair too um oh the diversity is just good yeah different I love kinds the of hair. hairstyles that was did really you see good. braids yeah, Grace had braids. Ah, well, not really braids. Um, con Conros? Oh, yeah, two yeah. of them. Ah, you know, did we see any like box braids? No, I don't think we s- did. We no, interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. We didn't see any. We of saw the- con Um, we saw twists. Has a weave. Yes, um, who has twists? Twists, Joe, the reporter. Okay, and then his supervisor has like what is that twist I called? They look like coils. She has a complete fade on the side yeah and she has like coils in her hair Mm -hmm. i can't really tell but the hair is amazing and then the girl who was working with akisa had a weave Mm -hmm. a weave or a wig whichever yeah and then the mamas have like head wraps yeah so there was a there was diversity in the hair it was yeah refreshing yeah very nice to see and Mm -hmm. where were we right um oh and and and, anna and anna yeah we find out that she's named anna and she so she lives nearer to town so she just drives like she rides up just to say hi to him i think before she goes to work and they're so cute guys i yeah, ship them they're so adorable Why he has a ring yo yeah and he had a ring and i think he wanted to propose yeah because it's like you know what you don't have to travel that far if you just stayed here and she's like why do you live so far away yeah and oh, they were so cute they're like really the cute. affection the pda yeah. oh, it wasn't really it wasn't really in public it was in the, the privacy of their home yeah that was cute it was so cute i ship them she put them Anyway <laughs> And then it cuts um not cuts. And then we move on to like the community meeting, right? Yeah. So the community meeting it's like there's two groups of people. They are those <laughs> who support what Echo Rock is doing in their village and then there are those who are against it so this is when we see mr mualimo the father of akisa yeah. he comes by because that's after he has talked to his family um his, to his wife and tells her yeah i need to go sort out this land issue yeah so they seem to be having an issue with their land and we see that being talked about with the community people most of them are like did you see women at that no they were all men i think yeah so patriarchy galore um they were sitting there at the meeting and we can see that there's two camps there. are those who are for the so-called development that the, that the mine is making. promising to bring yeah not has brought even is a promising. promising if they you know how these companies if they give up their land you know, this is probably a good time to say it. the mining companies in Africa are usually Canadian we do not I mean we love Canada next <laughs> <laughs> yeah please give me a visa <laughs> We We keep getting lost. The mining company, we have two camps those who are for the so called development that the mines promise to bring. Mm -hmm. And then those guys who are like, We need to protect the land. We need to protect the land and continue practicing the mm customs that our forefathers did, you know, that are sustainable. Mm -hmm. Because, oh my goodness, you know, when you see the place where the mine is, it's dry. And, you it's know, like the soil is eroding, yeah. It really looks bad. Like, like trees are cut down, they, they it's do super dry, and it's and dusty. open pit. Yeah, if it's open pit, that means the wider the area for the mine, mm-hmm. they just cut everything down. Yeah, they will. And then in that community meeting, that's when we also see um Charlo mm-hmm. and his father. Yeah, we meet his father, and the father is um very questionable, <laughs> he is he <laughs> is the village. Is he like the community head of council? I think so, yeah, because they would go to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. And and then his son, Charlo, who mm-hmm. is also a protester, is on the side of Akisa's father. Because yeah. Akisa's father came and said, Look, they're killing my chickens. Next time you don't know who it will be. Yeah. So he was for for him, he was saying that we should protect the land, we should protect the ancestral land. This is the <laughs> land of your children. This is the land of your uh, forefathers and mothers. Like yeah. the mother's part there. But <laughs> yeah. Because it's usually fathers. Anyway, um, and then, um, what's his name? Charlo agrees with him. Yeah. And then Charlo's father, who is of the other camp, which... And we know that Charlo would agree with him because he's like, he's the one who was putting up those posters like, get off our land. Yeah, yeah. And then his father is on the opposite camp and he abuses him. He says, yeah, something about him not being a man. Yeah, oh enough, my gosh. Not being man enough to participate in this conversation. Do you not know, think they say that stuff to him because he's not married either? Break time. What was your favorite scene? The kids jumping the rope in the golden light. The lighting, the dust. It was just so golden. I loved it so much. When Akisa and Charlo are running in the trees, I specifically like the way the shot broke into a flashback. That was beautiful. What was your favorite sound? Where Charlo was washing his face in the morning. That was really nice. Very serene and peaceful sound. I liked that specifically it's the music playing when we see akisa walking in the trees and then we transition into a flashback of Chalo and her running through the woods and into a rock i love the music what was your favorite line walimu akisa's father asks his wife am i a good father i think every parent asks themselves that and i feel like he was wondering if he has made good decisions and if he could do better if he had a chance when Chalo says to akisa you're back i love the delivery done by the actor there is a sense of surprise disbelief and happiness he has no child he's not married he does not have a career that they deem respectful or manly yeah that is true which was very sad because what but then again, we're kind of biased because Chalo is like a cutie, but <laughs> he's like activist baby. No, whether he is a cutie or not, I don't think it's right for your parent to be saying those things to you. No, it's not. Also, it shows whether you're a boy or a girl. It speaks more to the insecurities. You can see that that is a concern for some. And mind you, in this episode, they called out his manhood twice that means it's like a big deal yeah it's like it's like it's like a running joke everybody knows that he's not man enough because yeah. the next time they did that was when the guys from the mine then anyway, when they came to the bar to <laughs> to get some drinks and then they got into like an argument mm-hmm. and then the men from the mine were abusing him saying he doesn't do manly work like because he's not in the mine with the rest of them mm-hmm. his work is not manly enough so you so can, he's not a man yeah, you can see that a big, a, a lot of the people in this community are preoccupied with, especially the men. Mm. They're preoccupied with being men, with dick measuring. Being men. <laughs> there's a lot of insecurity about is what I'm doing making me a man? Is it enough to be a man? Is it contributing, adding points to my manliness? Yeah. You can see that as a concern. Because some of the work, you're like, really? You don't even get that much from the mind. But no. Yep. Oh my goodness! The mining conditions yeah. are horrible. Those children go in there with no protective gear. They are young kids. And did you notice? Really young. It's like they they specifically recruit young kids. Yeah. Later on in the show, mm-hmm. it I, fo- I got the impression that they specifically recruit young kids because they are small enough to get into the nooks. Yes. That the adults would not get into. Yes. Which is so dangerous because the children don't have any protective gear, mm-hmm. and we see a part. Mm-hmm. It's the part of yeah of one of the children. So one of the children is called Josiah, mm-hmm. and you see him go inside the thing. He starts to dig around and he finds a large piece, almost palm sized, a large piece of gold, like raw a rock, a raw rock of gold, and he finds it. And then the supervisor comes, mm-hmm. gets the piece of rock from him, and leaves the child there yeah so okay. his first thought is i'm just gonna get this gold from this kid okay? yeah they don't care about the safety of the children so that's really dangerous it's the friend who had to pull him out mm-hmm. it's a mess and then he claimed that he found that gold which is scary because then we learned that this is the first gold that they found mm-hmm. in their exploratory mining mm-hmm. do you see the amount of land they have to strip to get to that one that? piece, and even that one that means piece they're going to decimate that entire community to look for stuff mm-hmm. we need the brothers Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's really be your brothers yeah we meet the brothers of mualimu and we find out we assume that they're the brothers because he tells them our mom is buried on the land i cannot sell the land mm-hmm. i will not and they're like upset like why do you want to stay in this dump you're following that was actually very ominous they say to him you're following our mom and then he died then. and then he died that same day actually. yeah he died that same day oh, damn i arrived that day too yeah yeah because he died after that i'd be suspecting and it'd be your brothers too guys usually if you watch murder mysteries the <laughs> people who kill you are those yeah, you know it's, it's statistically proven that the people who are going to kill you are people you already know people in your circle so we meet kanini too mm-hmm. kanini is arriving you know like it has i love the ambience of this scene it's like you know late afternoon when, almost every scene is a afternoon. but yeah. that part i really love it's like late afternoon when everybody's coming back from work from the field from whatever occupation they were involved in you know, or engaging in. And you can see some people, like, you know, the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are coming to buy some market produce. And then there's the people sitting outside watching everyone. Ooh, this is actually the scene where we see some mamas sitting on the porch. Yeah. Then one is, is blind. Mm-hmm. One, I believe she was deaf. There's another one. That Who was not speak? Yeah. So I love the disability representation as well. That was really, that was really good. And they're sitting there because that is so, that's like quintessential African mama banter? late afternoon banter. You know, yeah. like you're sitting there and you see somebody arriving. You're like, what are they up to? Yeah. That's where gossip, gossip time really. It <laughs> At that time. Because <laughs> you're like trying to see who, you know, people being nosy, who's doing what. Right. This is the same moment Akisa actually arrives. So that even a few of the gossip more. Yeah, they like, not that girl being back. But before she, before they even noticed her, remember Kanini? Kanini was wearing like super short shorts. Yeah, on a braboda. <laughs> sitting astride. <laughs> what? A stride? Yeah, sitting like a man. Yeah. No, don't say like a man because I sit like that. Because that's what they say, oh, to the shikazi. But they're sitting <laughs> astride. Stop using sex. Okay, I'm terms. sorry. I was sitting astride. Alright. Not sitting Not, like not, not all of us know the meaning of astride, ma'am. Right. So she gets off the border and then she has um this yeah. leso. Oh my god, guys, if you grew up in conservative communities, you know this. This will make so much sense to like you. Like in your bag, you're traveling with one leso In case what do they call it? Kitenge? Yeah, one kitenge or alesu. Yeah. In like case, a wrap. Yeah. in Because I remember like in some communities, even seeing a woman wearing trousers or pants, it's like a big deal. So you have to put that on top. So, so I feel like annoying. she knew. <laughs> yeah, she knew. Because the woman, she got off the bike, she put that on and then Real she quick, went. Because her mom was like, her mom was already having issues. And then you know, we we're gossiping. Like, why is she trying to find a sugar daddy among these boys who dig? So it's like farm work is really looked down on. Yeah. You can get the vibe. Yeah. People don't respect farmers. That's mm. the thing. Which is kind of sad because without, without farmers wouldn't be here. I mean, they provide the food. Yeah, pretty much. If you can dig, call me. <laughs> Grace said in the shop that the moment she finds a rich man, she's gone. Yeah. So there's, there seems to be a sentiment among a lot of people that there's... In that community. There's nothing going on. There are no opportunities. And then we see her. Oh my God. I remember when Kanini meets her mom? Her mom's like, why are you dressed like that? Who are you with? And mm. then she calls her a cow. Yeah, listen, guys. This if if you have um a history, or maybe if you're still going through it, the African parents, you know, this is like commonplace. Yeah, you know, a lot of and if ab- it's if you can't relate, verbal abuse. I am so happy for you. There's a lot of verbal verbal abuse in this show by parents. A lot, like to their children. A lot, like mm-hmm. this is a poster episode for African parents traumatize their children. Yep, and it's sad, you know. Really, it's sad. really sad because. I don't even have words. Anyway, so yeah, the mother abuses her. She even pulls her ear. Yeah, and then calls her, you cow. And then... Uh, teachers be doing that at school too. Yeah, you, if you've listen, been to, like, Islamic If it's school. not your parents, it's your teachers abusing you. They said in Kenya they have no corporal punishment. Have you been to Uganda? We're so happy for you guys. But really? we're still living through it. So. Oh, it's the worst. Remember we meet grace this is when i wanted to talk about grace okay you can talk about grace Grace. i love grace's character Mm -hmm. so grace is there carrying crates alone ah you're the they they got the character down so well you know the the people who be working in those establishments they have to deal with like disrespect from the men clients usually the clients are men usually yeah and it's usually women who are serving in these Mm -hmm. establishments Mm -hmm. and they have to deal with that disrespect while also trying to act okay because these are customers and clients it is horrible you can see where she was carrying those crates by herself. I mean, big up that actress. Um that was that's a lot. She really went into the element. She was carrying the crates alone. Nobody was helping her. They were like some of them were sitting there, like mm-hmm. they drunk, all. oh God, I hate. I hated that for her. Like I then understood her sentiment when she said, "I need to get out of here. Mm-hmm. There's I understand. Mm-hmm. It sucks. That is true. because she's working herself to the bone. They don't even respect her at the workplace. She was asking Charlo, "Are you going to propose to Anna?" Yeah, so, seems, I think she knows. Yeah, that he's planning to propose to Anna. Remember Anna, the pretty girl, um, <laughs> the, pre- <laughs> the pretty, pretty girl, <laughs> the one we saw before. Yeah, so Charlo's girlfriend. Yeah, so Grace tells Charlo. Charlo was fixing a sink in the bar, and then Grace told her, told him are you going to propose to her dressed in that shirt? And then Mind he, you, my guy! <laughs> he says yes. Like I think he, he, don't, he doesn't see a problem with it. Which is, again, Grace doing the most for these people. Anyway, so, Grace so, so she said, do you know, I think the bar is owned by their dad. You think so? Yeah. Who's dad? The father of Charlo. Really? Yeah, because remember? Anyway, because she told him. <laughs> so after she's she asked him if he's going to propose to her in that shirt, and then he said yes, she said you need to try and be more romantic. <laughs> and and i don't know do picnics or something like you know show the girl that you like her and then he said there's a shirt in the back which gave the impression that it's owned by the dad oh okay look (laughs) at you so he was going to use that day old shirt to propose to the girly yeah my girl he cute and all but sometimes we need to have standards the bar is low and it then, is low guys so um within the time that Kanini gets off the border, border we also see akisa arriving I am, and the gossip starts spreading like wildfire and she arrives in this really nice car volkswagen yeah what, what was that that's the german pronunciation <laughs> i've been i've been watching some german shows some german swiss shows right so she arrives and you can see the people they're shocked later on we find out that this is the first time in 11 years Ten or eleven? Eleven. That she has come back home, Yo. which makes so much sense. It's like they're gossiping about her, about her curse. Mm-hmm. It's like she, oh, like she yeah. did, like she did something really bad, like yeah. scandalous. Yeah. Nobody really wants to say what. It's just like uh, nobody's even speaking to her. Like, hey, you're back. They're just, they're just, looking, just looking, at, looking, and then. Whispering. <laughs> whispering which is sad because you know that's not a nice feeling really, it is not even but in the receiving end of that that's how it be but you know she doesn't seem to mind she's just on and about her business i think this is where i feel like the actress really portrayed city mm. like a city person mm-hmm. like an urban life person's attitude she really didn't mind she was just going on about her business because she stopped at a stall to buy some food i mm-hmm. think yeah and then she got back in the car and um went home to her like parents' house. Mm-hmm. When she arrives at the main, like the front yard mm-hmm. and she drives up, gets out of the car and she's walking, you can see like everything hits her, yeah. the memories yeah. hit her mm-hmm. Like, and then we start to see some listen, the way the editing is done in this show and the filming, they transition into flashbacks so beautifully. So seamlessly. It's so talking? seamless. There is... Like you know it's a flashback but it's so seamlessly done. Mm-hmm. That was, and I, I'm amazed. Anyway. anyway and then in the flashback we see that auntie salome who called her that your dad is sick is holding her and she's she's crying she's crying yeah. i believe that's her mm-hmm. she's crying at present day it cuts back to auntie salome is the first person to see her who notices her mm-hmm. while at the clothes line mm-hmm. and she's the one who hugs her yeah and she's the one who shows that she's excited to see her, her mom is just staring. staring at her yeah and in that moment akisa's face looks so dazed like she's out of it she has trauma that is so true, and the coldness that the mother shows. So oh cold! My God. I felt so much pain for. <sighs> Listen, because I'm like the auntie's like they're hugging her in the past, almost ten years it's ago. Like the and the present has day. been the one. Yeah, doing the mother's work, which must be such a hard thing for her to deal with, as a grown woman who yeah. is. Yeah. Cause like why? Why is my mom like yeah. this? it is painful. Yeah, it is. And then she goes into the house. Yeah. And then she sees, she goes into the room of the father, Hmm. and then she finds him coughing. Yeah, she. Yeah, she finds him, coughing. What does she do? I don't really remember what she. She runs out. Yeah, and then he follows her. I think she sees him, and she's like the pain. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely. And you can see you can see it in her eyes. And you, you see like her first instinct is we're going to actually see this theme a lot. Her first instinct is to always run away. And when she sees, like, I think it hits her. And she's like, I can't deal with this. And she just runs away. She runs out of the house. And then her father follows after her. Mm-hmm. Mind you, this is, he's not doing so well, yeah. health-wise. Actually, when he was following her, he was coughing. Mm-hmm. And then he almost fell to the ground. And then she picked him. Like, she, she, helped she held him. him. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, she held him. And then when she's the, they're speaking to her, the mom is still, like, in the background. Like, they're not doing anything. But then you see the father, he's like, I did what was best. Mm-hmm. And he, he apologized. Did he apologize? Did he apologize? He did not. He said I failed you. Like that's the That's in, an African. That's pretty like, accurate. That's as far as they go to an apology. Yeah, that's even a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. To <laughs> say sure I failed an you. <laughs> get, I mean, you won't get any. Anyway. <laughs> that was a lot of If you can already see, there's a lot of trauma here. Yeah. We can identify.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And
0: then the mom tells her Because I think that's the one thing that I got. Like he never apologized and he died. And he never apologized. He just said I failed you and he st- was still trying to let her see that Mm. i did what was best for you um the mom interrupts that moment and then she tells that she tells Akisa, you need to go and get medicine for your father the mom is so cold like even in that moment it's like in that like she's embracing the father it turns from her helping him to embracing him Mm -hmm. she just comes and cuts yeah go get the medicine go get the medicine damn (laughs) it's just (sighs) that was painful and then you know what she goes because the next time we see her She's at the clinic, at the dispensary. Yeah, we used to call them dispensaries when we were young. Yeah. And clinic, dispensary. And she's at the clinic, and she's picking up the medicine. Oh, then we go back to the mines. And remember the child who, which sh- one, a golden, a star. stone, which then we. But you know what? Come to learn is gold. Yeah. It's so funny that these things are actually like rocks of the earth. Yeah. Hence Ica rock. <laughs> it's so funny. Like the that. name is such an irony. Icaro,
1: and I then thought,
0: rock. I thought about that too so we see this child the child who who went into the hall and picked and found this rock obviously it's like towards the end of the day mm-hmm. and you can see he's really exhausted he's covered in dust his skin looks dry like what 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 is he supposed to do he can't put Vaseline. no but like he looks helpless they they did the casting well because that was not that kid though i believe then that then the child was wearing like tattered clothes and then the child faints Yeah, from exhaustion exhaustion, or like a lack of oxygen in the tunnel something those conditions are just not a place for right they take this child to they take this child to the same dispensary that akisa is going to and the person who's taking the child is chalo which then also proves Mm -hmm. they don't even have like a contingency plan for these minors really it's just like for the kids like if something happens to them first of all kids are not supposed to be working in a place like that but like if you do make them work there maybe make them have food and wear protective equipment. Not me, girl, bossing child yeah. labor. Listen, guys, mm-hmm. but look, that means they don't even they can't do the courtesy of taking the child to the clinic. No, because no, I don't think anyone would. Shallow had to come. Anyone and would take... have helped that child if that is so messed up. It is. This child faints. Shallow takes the child to the hospital. Yes, on his motorbike, and which is. And then he's very accurate because like in communities like that, once you have a car, everybody's gonna use it. If you have a vehicle, yeah, it's gonna be a community vehicle. You cannot not help somebody if they're in need. We then learn that Anna is the nurse, is one of the nurses. Yeah. She works at that She seems to be like a head nurse. Like people report to her. She works at that place. So she helps with this child. She And then she's like, you can see she's annoyed, like not this again. That means that's not the first time. That's a common occurrence. Yeah. So kids keep getting sick. Because of working at that mine, that is so true. And um, he she takes this child in. Um, she gives him a glucose drip. Yeah, a glucose drip. Yeah. Oh, that means those kids are not fed. fed. They're overworked. So it is there that Madame Akisa mm-hmm. coming to, to co- Madame <laughs> coming to collect medicine for her dad finds Chalo. Yes. And, and you could see like that moment they lay eyes on each other. You could see like there's a lot of unresolved issues that. Like, yeah, they you see, see the like, they, rec- they, they recognize each other. In their eyes. And then she does what she always does. She runs she away. She runs. So then we know that's a place of pain. So we realize, oh, something must have happened. That is not pleasant. Because she, she always runs grow- away when it's yeah. not pleasant. Yeah. Akisa, like, she runs away, goes with her car, and then she goes in these, like, uh, growing woods. Yeah, like, little yeah. little trees a that a are tree growing. Farm, yeah. yeah. And she's walking in those trees, and we see a flashback. And that flashback is so seamlessly done. that flashback was really good i think this is when we realized oh that must be her and Chalo when they were younger yeah because they're wearing school like uniform. school uniform yeah probably in high school so. like two teens that are really smitten with each other they're very cute and young love yeah young <laughs> love. <laughs> They're really cute, and the music really goes well. And it flashes back to present day, and you can see that you know, she has that look that she always has. Like, she's dazed. Mm-hmm, like, yeah. she doesn't like remembering. It's painful. Mm-hmm. Remember, but when she runs out right of the clinic, Charlie is following her, like, yeah, yeah, yes. like, he runs after her. Then realizes realize later that he followed her where she went. He goes, sits where she is, and it's like, you're back. Mm-hmm. He looks happy to see her. Mm-hmm. She does not look happy. She's still in her, like, dazed. And she tells him, just let it go. And that is a response near the closing scene. Before we see the father dead, mm-hmm. it's Charlo burning a picture with a young Akisa and him. You know, like those pictures you take if you went to East African high schools, guys. Yeah, not these are my international ones. <laughs> these like normal ones, <laughs> the ones which local ones. Where like there's a photographer. Did if you if just you... say local. Yeah, the local oh, ones. Well. If you want like boarding school, there's like a photographer that comes like a few times a term yeah and everyone if you don't get your picture then yeah you won't yeah they have like he was holding a photo that it looks like one of those photos where like he posing your uniform it's like it's really cute and he's burning it and when he's burning it you can see he's crying there's he was that means he was holding on to something and now that he's seen her and she has told him just let it, it, go. it go he's no longer holding on to it and then he burns it i was like ouch yeah. but then i kind of get it but mind you guys this is a man who was proposing soon to somebody else he has a ring yeah and he kept a photo of high school girlfriend like i said young love (laughs) i don't know did did, does anna have any hope he looked mad hurt though why was he keeping the photo that long i guess he hoped that she would return he was so happy though it also gave the impression that he probably was not aware of the reasons that made her leave in the first place that means their parting was there's a lot of unresolved yeah, that one. feeling yeah with their parting. It's because like for her, she's more... She's over it. She's over it. Yeah, she's more comfortable with that yeah, the And he's just like, what? You're so back. He doesn't know what happened. He doesn't really know. It still gives the impression that something It was sad. Happened. It, it really was sad. Yeah. Remember the gold um, situation where where the Congolese... So they were exchanging gold with money. And the team that was taking the gold was the Ecorok team. Mm -hmm. And it's like they were buying gold from Congo, from some Congolese smugglers. Because I believe they also smuggled it from Mm -hmm. wherever they came from. So they later found out that the gold was fake they started torturing the guy so the representative he was he was almost a representative because mm-hmm. he was the one doing the transactions the negotiations rather mm-hmm. and then max tortured him asking him where is the gold and if we can't find the gold you know we need to return the money because this is ecorox money right vivian is like you better get my money yeah this is when we see the power dynamics yeah vivian holds the leash and even even then there's somebody on top of vivian asking who is a white man yeah a swiss man i am not surprised <laughs> it'd be <laughs> like that so we Be new, <laughs> so um, so there's this white guy who's like, Where is the gold you promised me? and then Vivian is asking Max, Where is my gold? and Max is asking this Ali guy, Where is the gold? It's, it's like a, a mess, yeah, it's a mess because it's like this a chain of command, the person at the bottom really has no hope like ali because he was shot in the knee because they thought he was lying and last time there's another netflix movie it's a ugandan one it's called girl in the yellow jumper you can go and see they explain what shooting in the knee does to a person it's it's really dangerous it's like one of the worst possible areas to be shot in yeah so they shoot him and now he's helpless he doesn't have the gold they don't have the money and then vivian is stressed because the swiss guy is like where is the gold and she doesn't have the gold she also doesn't have the money it's such a mess and you can feel the anxiety Mm -hmm. like you feel anxiety on vivian's behalf i don't support her but you can feel she's in such a tough position so is max so is ali i don't really know who they then shoot and ali's like yo my mom and my sisters they They depend depend on on me and now they've messed up his knee oh they're going to be like in poverty real bad that is the thing though these things it's like you when you hurt somebody Mm -hmm. you just don't hurt one person there's like a lot of people who feel the repercussions of that so i'm imagining because they've shut his knees so he won't be a provider anymore which means his parents his mom yeah he won't be able to his, like they might have to be forced to do stuff they probably already do stuff yeah. but it's like you know to supplement because it's not enough yeah because i'm sh- let me tell you there's no african woman who's not laboring that is so true that little that they were making is going to go on medical bills that is so true if if that he's is alive that is the thing though they, they, they said they're going to throw him in a river <laughs> Anyway, so it's... it's And then, remember the gold that Josiah, the little boy who then collapsed, Mm -hmm. found? Mm -hmm. This guy got it, gave it to his overseer. The guy who claimed that he found it, gave it to an overseer. The guy who was wearing, like... The khaki. You know, like how colonizers wear? (laughs) Colonizer core. And he's sitting in a tent. Mm. Not out in the fields. Mm. Anyway, and then he makes a call to Vivian and said, hey, we found gold. And Vivian is like this is such good news. Because like she was looking for any way out. Yeah, because she's in a bind. And she, you can start to see her, her villainy. Because then she's like, show me the land where mm-hmm. this is. Mm-hmm. And that guy shows her. And it's like, this is all mine. And the place she's saying it's all hers is Silanga. Yeah, the village. God help those people. The community of Silanga. God help those people. Honestly, if they find any natural resource on your land, God help you especially if you're black you know it's so funny because i remember when we were growing up mm-hmm. they used to tell us when when they find gold or oil mm-hmm. or you know those highly valued minerals mm-hmm. just say goodbye to your land because either if you remain on it you're gonna die oh shit so that's like that's it yeah i remember a few weeks back mm-hmm. there was this rumor spreading online that this uganda has discovered gold worth lots of millions of dollars that's a lie anyway but let's imagine that is true You know what happens? Because I feel like the people outside of Uganda were thinking... Oh wow, you know, maybe they can finally pull themselves up by <laughs> their gold. <laughs> but you know, have re- you met neo me imperialism? <laughs> but in reality, that's just a death sentence. You know, like that's just announcing another conflict, another person. Let me tell you, that's be, not even Ugandan gold. You want to get into it? No, we are not going to get into it. But I'm just telling people who are like outside of these countries when you hear some of these news, like they've discovered oil or gold or whatever, you just know that the people in that community are going to suffer. That's yeah. Because they never get to benefit from those um, like resources they know it is, is done even the people themselves know it cut to akisa takes the medicine yeah, for her father yeah and we can still see this running away from things element in akisa yeah because even moment. when she takes the medicine she mm-hmm. finds her mother and her aunt outside mm-hmm. and she tells them i'm returning back to the city immediately because she just arrived and she already wants to return it seems she doesn't want to stay long enough. and i'm supposing it's a long trip yeah yeah it must be because she arrived in the late afternoon mm-hmm. and remember she left very early in the morning she was supposed oh, to have breakfast yes. with yeah, yeah. Oh, it's far. It is. so she's telling them I'm home. I'm leaving I've come I've checked on him I've got his medicine mm-hmm. I'm going to leave as soon as I give him the medicine you want to finish it? and then yeah she drops the medicine um, in the room of her father where he's lying down and she's moving out of the room but then something I don't know what tells her to turn back when she turns back and s- tries to s- like rouse him from his sleep Mm -hmm. he's gone and the episode ends with her crying Mm -hmm. it's like a Mm whale you can feel this grief at first she was so resigned she didn't really have a reaction to him and now that he's really dead you can see i think it's a mix of many things it's like I feel like she never got that closure. No. Like she never got to express how angry she was at him mm-hmm. for doing what he did. But now he's gone. Mm-hmm. And you can't hate on a dead person. It's hard to hate on a dead person. That's the thing. You know, there's like, you feel guilty mm. for hating on a dead person. And I think she was thinking, he was just here with me a few minutes ago. Yeah. And now he's not. Like the shock. Like there was a lot of things going on. Yeah. And this is episode one. Let us know, guys. What part did you enjoy the most about this episode? What part made you angry? Just leave a comment and talk to us. We want to know your thoughts. Yep. You've been listening to the Two African Girls Review podcast, where we review black and brown films, TV, and more. Don't forget to rate and share this podcast. Leave a comment on this episode and let us know what you'd like us to review next. Send us an email at twoafricangirlsreview@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Until next time.